You have found Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. We are locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. My name is James Kaderman, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and helpful coach to small business owners across the country. And today we're welcoming slash preparing to learn from Lori and Gordon of Lori and Gordon Real Estate. So Lori and Gordon, how are you guys doing today? We are awesome. Thanks James for having Fantastic. us. I'm excited because Lori, I've known you for a long time. And when we first met, you were not in the real estate business. Gordon, I met you today. And five minutes ago. <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> you were not in the real estate business when you got into the whole business world. Correct, yeah. yeah. It's Definitely. been a while. That's so, accurate. But here we are in this amazing office here, downtown Madison, I would say. Thank you. It's so, so let's start with you, Lori. When you first got started on entrepreneurial journey, um, let's just take it back, way back, <laughs> to when you oh, first started your business. James, remember we met when we were six years old. Six years, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was little blocks. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, thanks for having us today. Yeah, it's exciting yeah. to be here, and um, thank you for tuning in and watching us. Um, Gordon and I have been working together for the last um, almost four years. But our goal is to share with you a little bit about the journey of what yeah. we did kind of prior to meeting each other and then what we've done over the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, it's been interesting, lots of different curveballs and COVID <laughs> and, and all the random things that get thrown at business owners. Real estate in the past four years, I can imagine, was super feast or super famine. Yes, it has been exciting is the word. Sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> exciting, yeah. So I... Went to University of Madison. All right. Pretty much born and raised here. Okay. Um, we moved here as a family when I was six or seven years old. So I definitely eat, live, and sleep and breathe Madison, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. um, after school, I had visions and dreams of being a high-powered, suit-wearing female in the marketing world. Oh, really? And so that's what you went to school for? That's what I went to school for. Oh, interesting. I never knew this. Okay. Turns out the only place that was hiring was Valpac. Do you remember? Oh my Valpac? gosh, the blue envelope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still They're still around. They're still around. But I just like I didn't get a cool office. I didn't have to wear a power suit. I was gonna have to go door knocking and get people to sign up for coupons. Sure. And it just really wasn't my vision. And I had um, <coughs> coffee with a doctor one day that I was friends with. And I said, if I could find a career that people liked me, they came back because they wanted to, they paid me more than I was worth, and they showed gratitude, I would do that job. Yeah. And guess what that job was? I don't know. Massage therapy. Massage. So the doctor's like, massage. She was like, I got a massage today. I paid that woman $50 for the hour. She's like, and I gave her a $10 tip and a hug, and I told her I loved her. Wow. And I was like, well, that's the job I should that's do. That's pretty dramatic, right? It was extremely dramatic, but wow. that was a life-changing conversation for me. I guess. Because I immediately looked up schooling, went back to school, um, got my cosmetology license, and off I went. Um, the funny thing is, is after I got done with the massage school, I went out to do what? Get a job, right? Yeah. I interviewed at, really in 1996, there's only two places in, that did massage here in Madison at mm -hmm. that point in time, so a long time ago. Both of them said, I'm sorry, we're not hiring. And I did what every logical 21-year-old entrepreneur <laughs> would do. I said, well, I better start my own business. Nice. And that's how we started. Um, 1996, small little spa on Odana Road. Um, hundreds of people have been there and supported <laughs> me over the years. It was pretty incredible. And then in 2014, we, I'm sorry, in 2007, we got an opportunity to move into the Princeton Club. All right. The big gym on. Yeah. Um, huge place. Huge place. That was a really awesome opportunity for me. Um, and we took the dive. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of remodeling, building the suite, 27 employees, you know, Holy full cow. on spot. Like now, yeah. I was, now I was a big deal. All right. And we, we really did well. Um, in 2014, I was walking down the hallway. I had literally worked every single weekend of my life. We were open seven days a week. I had 27 employees. At this time, my now husband was working with me. Like there was a lot going on there. Yeah. And one of the team members said to me, Lori, you're not happy anymore. Oh, one of your employees said that. Oh, wow. Was she right? 
She was right. Uh. I think I just had a resting. Oh, you, you, know. you had the face. I had the face. I just was walking around angry. All right. And I came home that day and I decided to take a drastic change in my life. I put my business for sale on Craigslist. On Craigslist? I just was like, spot for sale. Here's how much you can make. Take it. So this is, just to reiterate here, because I've seen businesses for sale on Craigslist, but it's usually like, hey, I got a dump truck and me. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a flat tire, it's for sale kind of thing. You don't see businesses that are actually making money with multiple employees, 27 employees in a huge club. Like, you don't see that. Right. It'd be cool if you did. Well, you did for a day. <laughs> All right. You could have seen it, James. All right. It could have been yours. Yeah. <laughs> and... That's the bullet. Somebody reached out. Um, it turned out that they were our buyer. Within a day? Mm-hmm. Within a day? That's amazing. So you know my husband, Nick. He yeah. was like, this is a scam board. Like, don't respond to these people. Craigslist <laughs> is full of scammers. Yeah, the first week when you put anything on Craigslist or wherever, Nothing. you're just expecting the jump, right? Mm -hmm. All the tire kickers. It worked out. It did take a year. All right. It was not just a poof, here's a check and move on. And there was a lot of drama along the way. All right. However, it did finally sell mm -hmm. in 2014 it was the hardest and the best day of my life like it was super emotional to say goodbye to all those clients that I had built relationships with mm -hmm. to all of the team that had been with me some of them eight or ten years and my identity everybody in Madison was like well that's Lori from the Oasis Day right and so when people are like, what do you do? I was like, I used to own the Oasis Day Spot. Like, I didn't even know how to communicate. Interesting. It was a very, very difficult time for me. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, it was, I was ready. And I also thought I was retired. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure I made enough money here to live on for the rest of my life. Yeah. We took a year off. Um, went to Mexico for a month and I volunteered and I worked out and I just thoroughly enjoyed my downtime. Mm -hmm. I hadn't had a Saturday off in probably seven years. Wow! So it was something that I really needed to do for myself. So I imagine that comes to the point where you're like, okay, I got this time and you don't even know what to do. Right. Like, I, I've never planned for this. I don't even know. What do people do on Saturdays? I know. I know. So, like, there were some Saturdays I literally just sat in front of the TV because I could. All right. And it was not something I had done. Like, we talked about, I mean, that was the hardest job I've ever done. Not only physically giving massages four to six hours a day, mm -hmm. but herding cats of employees. Yeah. And I said we had 27 employees. If every single one of them had one bad day a month, I was dealing with crap every single day. Oh yeah, it never stops. It never, it never stops. stops. I'd love to have employees that only had one bad day a month. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. So, needless to say, it was much deserved. Some things happened um, financially that we needed to make some extra money. Alright. Um, you guys both know me well enough to know that I'm a hustler. And yeah. I just really felt like there's got to be a way. I don't want to go get a job. Right. You know, I you imagine never, working for a boss. I never had an employer. I mean, yeah, I waited tables back in the day, but I do think I'm sort of unemployable. Right. And agreed. <laughs> so I took advantage of the shared economy. We rented out a room in our place on Airbnb. Um, we started driving for Uber. I started dog sitting. Oh, I would wow. go to people's houses and take care of their dogs while they were on vacation. All right. And we started making extra money. You nice. know, it was enough money to travel and a little beer money and some fun and mm -hmm. shopping and like all the things that were important to me. Yeah. <clears throat> but I knew it wasn't going to get me to where my goals were. Sure, be. next level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to the now. And mm -hmm. um, in 2016, I use some of my money to purchase an apartment building. All right. So I've made a, you know, bit sure. money Four off plus, of the Oasis. Plus? How big of a... Um, 90 units. 90, like, 90 Go zero. big or go home, James. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what year is this? Uh, 2016. 16. 2016. Okay, so where's, I'm trying to remember where real estate market was in 2016. This is the, it recovered. Okay. Yep. So prices were high? No, they were. Or better than 2008. Okay. Well, they were back, remember when six was up here? Mm -hmm. You were kind of there, maybe a little bit plus. Gotcha. And yeah. interest rates weren't? They were probably close to where they are now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, Six-ish? Yeah. Yep. I think our first property that we bought, our interest rate was like 
5.75 or something. Mm -hmm. So right. it was pretty much right where it is right now. Nice. And um, myself and a couple other partners, we bought a 90 unit building right. on Raymond Road. And, on Raymond, okay. Yeah. All right. And um, so that was a really big change. Ironically, a couple months later, the owners um, that had sold us the property on Raymond Road came to us and they had another one down the street. All right. And they were like, are you guys interested in buying this one as well? Well, that was 100 units. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so I wasn't working at this point in time. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my partners said, said, Lori, would you consider property managing this property for us? I was just going to ask you who's doing the managing. Okay. Me? 90 units. Hi. <clears throat> All right. So I said, Nick. We're selling our condo and we're moving to an apartment. Ah, <laughs> and we're gonna, gonna buy we're gonna buy this building, we're gonna manage it. And he was like, Oh dear Lord, what are we doing? But he's he's always been on board for my big audacious ideas. <laughs> and so we did it. Um, we moved into a little nine hundred square foot apartment. Um, and we sold a lot of our stuff, we sold our condo, um, we just really burned the ships all right. and and went all in. Um, part of managing that many apartments, I had to get my real estate license Oh. so that I could sign leases. Okay. And so I did that. Um, and as all these people were moving out, you know, what I was like, well, where are you going? Mm -hmm. Well, guess where they were going? They were buying a house. Oh. Right? The logical transition. Sure. You okay. rent and then you buy. Sure. And I was like, oh, I have my license. I should be selling these people a house. Oh. It's more money I can All right. Them, sure. Right? So in 2017, um, I started doing real estate on the residential side. Um, I joined a company that had a really good team, um, provided leads, like it was really, it, I really hit the ground running. Okay. But it was a freaking lot. Yeah. I was managing a hundred and some apartments. Yeah. I was selling real estate and it turns out I was really good at it. And in that second year, I sold like 79 houses. The average in your second year? Yeah. The average wow. realtor sells like 12 houses a year. Yeah. That's like double what the average realtor does. So I was <laughs> just, yeah. I was insane. Yeah. So what do you attribute that to? Was it taking the tenants of your buildings and moving them to houses? Or was it just you know what I attribute charming style? To? That's it. Right. It is my relationships. Okay. I think the reason why I have always done really well in life <laughs> is because of the relationships I have built. All right. So the relationships through the spa world, the relationships through the community, the relationships with my friends, my neighbors, my coworkers. I I always say that like the good thing about working with us is people like me and people trust him. <laughs> and they don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's really I think been the thing. I I work to be a good friend. All right. I work to you know pass referrals, give mm -hmm. referrals, E and I like givers game. Like that's always been my motto. And I think growing up here, um, a lot of networking, right? That's how. We oh met. my gosh, yeah. Um, all of the things that <laughs> back when you could right? <laughs> make a difference. Back when I could, did make a difference. Right. And still to this day, those that network. I was just saying. Um, Last week, I was at a big mastermind group, and they said, what's the best advice that you ever received? And I said, my net worth is directly attached to my network, mm. and I really strongly believe that. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So, yeah. Well, you want to hear something funny? I just I saw do. this. So, um, the end of 2016, I went to uh, Keller Williams Bold. All right. Um, it was a be an amazing realtor training. <laughs> and we had to write down what one goal is that would propel us to success in the future. Okay. And I wrote down that I wanted a business partner. Oh. 2016, just wow. getting started in real estate, really yeah. had no idea what it looked like. Mm -hmm. But I said, I want a business partner that will help me grow so that I can make $100,000. Like that was my goal. Nice. And Lo and behold. <laughs> Lo and behold. Three years late. The mail got lost. <laughs> but finally, Gordon was shipped in yep. from out east. All right. And I was actually about five and a half hours south at that point. Oh, you were a Midwest yeah, guy for a minute, I was a, weren't you? Yeah. I, so 
Yeah, I, I, my story is nothing like that. I've never <laughs> had a spa. You didn't have a massage place? No, I've never been given a massage. <laughs> Although um, you probably would be good. I've, I never considered it. If things go sideways, I guess I have options. Yeah, right? <laughs> Next um, <laughs> yeah, my story is really, really different. Um, I, I graduated from college. I was in school and I went to the University of Alabama Huntsville and I was an engineer. Oh, I wow. played baseball and um, like I was definitely going down that path. Like I always loved business, mm -hmm. but like I would rather read like the Wall Street Journal than like popular science. Oh, I knew okay. that if I just go get a business degree, quite honestly, I was like, so did everybody else. Right. So a long line. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna be like these people. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but like I'm just gonna have to find some like little competitive advantage thing. Like, I need to just get a more difficult degree that's maybe in higher demand, and maybe I can make more money when I graduate. Sure. So, what my theory was, I was like, I'll get a degree in engineering. That's the closest thing to business. All right. And I was like, that that's a good blend. Um, and so I got an industrial and systems engineering degree and a math minor. And I All was right. like, okay, that now I'm, I'm, I'm numbers, but I'm also management and I'm also kind of nerdy on the engineer side. So like I can fit in with a lot of people. Like it's a pretty good still skill stack kind of, yeah. that's my approach. There's a lot of people that, um, like I, I, I kind of ascribe to that theory. Like if you keep building your skills and it's not just like taking a class here or there, but like really choosing things that sort of build on one another, like you can just, I mean, you, without having even a college degree, you can do a lot. Um, but mm -hmm. so, and lo and behold, that kind of worked, right? So I by the time I graduated college, I already had a job. Like literally I was already working there as part of my senior project. Nice, as and, an engineer. Uh, as an engineer, yeah, I was, okay. I was an engineer, man. And um, <laughs> we built engines. I worked at uh, Navistar, which is the same thing sure. international, right? We built en the power stroke engine for Ford. And I did not know anything about engines, but I, but I knew how to do, I knew manufacturing, right? right. A lot of the theory. And I, I was mechanically inclined enough to um, kind of help the, the guys work on the machines, but that was super challenging, right? Like I was 20, two, 23 years old, and I've got people like two, three times my age, like reporting to me. Wow. Right? Like trying to, like that's not an easy task. No. Um, you kind of learn to navigate things sort of uh, strategically pretty mm -hmm. quick when you're you're just basically, you're old enough to be their son, but you're also telling them what to do. Right. And, Give um, me ballpark of what year-ish? 2004, 2005. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that would have been like 03 to 04. And so for three years I did that. And I really, like that was one of the more valuable experiences in my life because like, I mean, later in life, right, as we'll get to, like I had to deal with contractors and things, all these people that like you need to gain their respect and you really have to have like, you know, you can't just pay somebody and expect to have the respect that you might get, a, you know, whatever, but you're really looking for loyalty and you want mm -hmm. them to kind of put you at the top of the list. And that's something I learned by dealing with those guys. You know, if I wasn't handling things correctly, they were sure to tell me, you right. know, and so, this young punk. Young man. It's, it was fun though. It was great. Um, and so, but uh, we were making good money. I was an engineer. That's back when you could actually get a job. Get a job right. college, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, and it was crazy. I was living in Alabama and for you know pretty good money. And like uh, I was like, I need to buy a house. I grew up in the construction business, right? My dad had a construction company the whole time I was growing up. So every summer. There's me beating nails, right? I was doing construction stuff. I was like, well, I could, I need to buy a house. And if I'm gonna buy one, let, let's buy something ugly and fix it up. Mm -hmm. So I bought an online, I bought a foreclosure, a HUD home. Right? Right. You can literally, it's an online auction. I bought one. And um, and I brought, you have to keep them for a year, it's like without getting to the stupid details. Sure. I had to keep the house for a year. Well, that gave me plenty of time to do all the work myself. So, right, like talking about like, I'm up on the roof, you know, I'm new siding, uh, flooring, like the, I mean, the roaches that this house came with, the termites, like you name it, man. Free of charge. Oh yeah, <laughs> all these, all my little friends that lived with me. Um, yeah, but, but it was, it was fantastic. And, but living in a construction site, I mean, I could never do it now, right? I'm a family man, but back then it was what I needed to do. And it was looking back, like it was gross. Like, I should, <laughs> like um, but that, that one project went pretty well. And like by the time I, before I was even done with it, I was like, wait a second, if I pull an equity line on this one, I could buy that property over there. So within 12 months, I own two properties. Nice. And then I was like, oh, well, if I have a, I've got, I know some other people at work and maybe some family members, there's this other deal over here. Um, you guys want in on this deal? It's, I think this one could be a rental. We're, I'm gonna flip this one. You know, we, this thing turned into a business outside of engineering pretty quick. Oh, wow. I was like, wow, this real estate thing's kind of fun, investing specifically. Um, and so 
I worked as an engineer for three years, and I was like, I'm doing, I gotta do real estate full time. So I'm from the Baltimore area, like she mentioned, I'm from the East Coast. Oh, okay. And, um, and so um, I proposed to my then girlfriend, my now wife, you know, because I wasn't gonna ask her to leave, like without a commitment, you know? <laughs> right. And she said yes, and um, in 2007, we moved to the Baltimore area. And um, at the time, we still had six houses in Alabama. We had created this little real estate mini portfolio thing. Yeah. Renting them out, or what were you yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, had the whole thing going, and um, ultimately, like it, it, it turned out that I had done an okay job at that, like mm -hmm. good enough to not be a huge problem for me. But knowing what I know now, like I should have probably handled doing those deals differently. You know, oh. maybe some of them I shouldn't have bought. But we came out great, and ultimately, I I got into the business full time, real estate as an investor in two thousand seven. Okay, and um, great time. Oh yeah, things were looking good until about six months after we got. You know, it was things were actually probably starting to, to kind of head down. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I was like, that will, turned out to be a blessing. Like I, what I learned how to do is find good deals. Like All right. that's, and if you can do that, you'll never go hungry. All right. Um, so I guess the short way of telling my whole story is that I came into this business by way of investing. Sure. You know? um, whereas like she came in as I think a little as an investor, but like. As an agent, you know, before me, I wasn't. I, I haven't. I wasn't an agent until 2019. 2019 is when oh, wow. I got okay. my real so estate license. Okay. Yeah, but but keep in mind, I had done hundreds of real estate transactions across that 2007 to 2018 period. All right. right? I had done more deals than many realtors do in their entire career. Oh wow! As okay. an owner, right? As a buyer yeah. to seller. I mean, we're talking wholesale, retail, like all the different stuff. And um, ultimately, we used to buy homes that were. Uh, you know, I'd buy a house for $50,000, put $150,000 into it, right? We're talking like large-scale renovations. Yeah, like totally. the idea of painting carpet isn't a thing that existed in my world. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was a, it was a, I learned construction. And then when I, when I, I, I decided, I was like, you know what, this is cool business. <laughs> it's really good money. Um, you flip 20, 25 houses a year, that many transactions. You're, I mean, you can add up. It's, it's not bad. However, you have to constantly chase business. Like I have to find more houses. Mm -hmm. And when they come available, I have to be available, right? Seven days a week if that's what it takes. Right. And um, I knew that when I'm 60 years old, I can't do that. So I had to come up with a plan, right? And mm -hmm. so I was like, I need to do some sort of, you know, passive income, right? <laughs> passive. Yeah, right. Thing. And, um, and for me, I, I had always, I'd learned about apartments and I was like, let's do this. And um, so I, I kind of seeked out somebody that could help me with it and, um, I guess, long story short, my wife and I decided, she's from St. Louis, okay. we were like, things are, you know, we, we were doing pretty well, we were like, let's, like, things are good here, but maybe it could be great there, it'll definitely be different, and the landlord situation, like, the opportunities there for what we're trying to do is bet, are better, so let, let's go to let's go to St. Louis, and that was 2018. All right. And then we had what was probably one of the toughest years of my life, like, the everything that we kind of strategized, like, mm -hmm. I'd say two of the ten things that we planned, Worked out. The other eight were like, "Oh wow!" Okay. Like that laughed at me for planning them. Right? Sure, that's how and it works. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And so, um, <laughs> so twenty twenty nineteen rolls around. We're like, a, we're about a year into the to the whole St. Louis experiment. I'll call mm -hmm. it. And <laughs> um, <laughs> and and we're like, something's gonna change. Either we're gonna head back to Baltimore and just kind of pick up where we left off, or we're gonna we're, we're gonna do something different. Mm -hmm. And um, the the company that she was working with at the time, the owner was like. If you want to come here and learn the, the the apartment business, like come join me. Because you were in a mastermind group together, yep. right? That's how you knew him. Yeah, oh, we had, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we had been working like I had known him for probably three years at that point, just on a kind of a top of like a, I mean, it's a decent relationship, but it's still a mastermind. Sure. And um, he said, "Well, come to Madison, check it out, and if you want to join the team, like you're welcome." All right. And um, I met her that day. So it was me, our our middle child now, and. And my wife, we came up here and we met at um, Barriques over uh, you know, south of here. Anyway, and Lori showed up. She had her little shiny Packer <laughs> hat on thing. I was like, who? Like, who is this Wisconsin girl? Welcome to Wisconsin. Like, yeah, I'm like, this is, what's going on here? She's got diamonds on her Packer's hat, which all makes sense now, right? It but, makes um, sense. Um, anyway, and ultimately, like, we met that day. It was kind of inconsequential, I'd say, overall, but a part of ways. And then I, you know, I learned the, I learned the area. And we were like, all right, well, we have two choices again, Baltimore or Wisconsin. We we're like, let's let's do Wisconsin. All right. And um, we moved up here, kind of dove into the management business, 
and then that was 20 that was April of 2019 and then pretty quickly you know I connected with you and we were like you know we started talking real estate and by August of that year, I had my license in the state of Wisconsin, which, look, if you've done real estate, like getting your license isn't that hard. I'd done, I was just going to ask. I'd been doing, I'd done hundreds of real estate transactions. It was just a matter of learning what they do here. Okay. Um, and, I, you know, I'd been educated. I, I took the real estate class in Alabama. My wife was an agent in Maryland. All right. She was an agent in Missouri. Like, it's kind of, it's just what we do. Like, I've been in okay. real estate since I was in my 20s. You know what gotcha. I mean? At this, at this point, I've been in it for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, and so um, I got my license and then she was nice enough to kind of take me on the ride along. She was like, hey, we, you know, like I you don't have a lot going on in the business because I'm not local, right? right. I, know, I, know, I know real estate, but I don't know Madison. And she, she don't know the area. She really knows Madison, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, she had a lot going on and she said she was, that was one of the, the year where she sold you know, a bunch of houses really on her own. And, um, and she was like, you can come along. And then pretty quickly, like, while we were in showings, like I was kind of contributing things, and then like we were bouncing things off one another, and it became pretty clear that like her skill set and my skill set were complementary. A lot mm -hmm. of people talk about that, yeah. But if you ever came to a showing with us, it's like, it's like it's the the example of all, like it's, it really is where like where the things that I'm good at and like she picks up, mm -hmm. and um, and so it was a really natural fit. And she was like, this this went good. Um, should we do this on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and like, mind you, we barely knew each other. Yeah. We had been working together in the same property management company for just a couple months, but not even together. Like, he and his wife were at a different property in Sun Prairie, and you know, me and Nick were at a different property in mm -hmm. West Madison, and we saw each other once a month at a meeting. Yep. Yep. And, well, funny. and so he had said, you know, I want to make some more money, we're, we've got two kids, we want to buy a house, and mm -hmm. he was like, I'll do some maintenance. And I was like, Gordon, you're not going to make enough money doing maintenance. Right. You should be doing real estate. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, what does that look like? And we literally jumped in the car together for eight hours, had a bunch of showings, the listing appointment. He helped me write an offer. Um, he was very coachable and willing to learn. And I could tell his work ethic and mine really aligned. All right. Like we were both whatever it takes type sure. people. And by the end of the day, He's right. We were just like, should we do this on purpose? And he's like, well, what do you gain from this? Oh, good question. Right? Because I've already, like, very well invested in Madison. I've already got a successful business going. Like, what could I gain? And there were several things um, that I believed to be true. Number one, I thought safety and security. Hmm. I mean, look at this guy. Sure. Right. And it's a real thing to have a single female going into random houses with strangers you've never met. Oh. There's a lot of crazy things going on. So for me to have right. kind of a permanent um, security <laughs> sure. person with me, that was one thing. The second thing was his brain and his knowledge and his skill set was mm -hmm. not something I had. I did not grow up in construction. All right. And so when you put the two people I always better, believe better together. Mm -hmm. Like I told you, you know, yeah. surround yourself with people that are smarter and better than you and you will elevate yourself as well. So having his knowledge I knew would be better for our clients. All right. And also the leverage of time. Mm. Huge one. Remember I had told you I hadn't had a Saturday off in five years. Now I went back to work and I literally was working yeah. seven days a week again. Yeah. And like I a natural. It was Can't just like, it. just keep working, just keep working. Yeah. But I knew the only way that I would be able to travel or go on vacation is if I had a partner that could be here when I was gone and mm. vice versa. I could do that for him and them. And so really after one ride along, we kind of made a commitment to each other to start working together. And that was the end of 2019. We mm. finished off the year strong. Mm -hmm. um, and then 2020 happened. What <laughs> happened there? I mean, there's this, this little thing called COVID yeah. that crept into the world and sure. a pandemic. Yeah. And so we had to immediately pivot. And that was that's like the best thing about us, I believe, is that both of us always find or create a way. Mm. We are going to make it it's work. the hustler. Yeah. 
And so here we are putting on our booties, putting on our gloves, Videos. putting on our masks, doing video tours for showings, oh, wow. clients. You Is know, that what they were doing? That's we were, what we were doing. <laughs> we sold homes to people that never saw the house. I, was a it, lot of them. I don't know if we sold, it was at least 10 that year. Yeah. To people so taking that, video walks Oh through. yeah, like they could, like we, the military folks that weren't allowed to leave the base, but they had to, they had to move. And yeah, Holy I mean, cow. these folks, they're Doctors like, Doctors yep. coming here to help at the hospitals. But they weren't allowed to travel because they had been exposed. All these different yeah. reasons. Sure. So talking about the reactions of people as they, <laughs> yeah. after they saw the videos, they make the transaction. I mean, imagine that, right? Like you're coming from, I don't know, some cases, Maryland, Buying Ohio. the biggest house or biggest thing you've ever bought in your right. life. Right, a lot of these people yeah. moving out of an apartment for the first time. Mm -hmm. And they're like, literally, they don't know us. They've never met us except for over like Zoom or something. And How did they choose you? It was, you know, online, like Zillow, whatever they referrals, found us. Some yes, people, some some people found us on Zillow, some right. people, um, I think, just called on a listing. Yeah, that's it. And a, we popped up. Yeah, and so we would literally do Zoom, and like, I think that's where we kind of shine, because like, I could dig into the construction side, like what's mm -hmm. going on here, what what's likely to come up in an inspection, etc. And you could talk more about, you know, local market, how's this, you know, what's nearby, walkability, stuff like that, yeah. And um, it all... This, I mean, it seemed to be just the perfect kind of like uh, uh, amount of information they needed to make a good decision. Sure. And so, ultimately, yeah, every time they'd come though, like we'd, we'd meet them for the first time, and then they would walk into their house, and like we were just like, you know, like waiting. Like, see, like, he's like, a, he's and then, like, like any, if they smiled, it was just like this, it was a sigh of relief. All right. Um, because, you know, you had been giving these people what you believed to be great advice, and uh, but ultimately, you know, they had to feel it. Right. And, we never, we never, it never failed us, right? Yep. Like ultimately, everybody, as far as we know, was very happy. So that was an interesting time. It I was. Bet. It was good. It was exciting, um, but it was indicative of our style. Mm -hmm. And you know, keep working. A lot of people were shutting down. I was watching mm. people through social media saying, like, you know, I'm not leaving the house. I haven't, you know, done any work. There's nothing to be done. And and we we were the type of people that was like the show must go on <laughs> totally you know what i mean a thousand times over yeah. and so we got out there we did whatever it took we were safe and um we had a great year in 2020 um we were able to help 114 people holy cow buy and sell houses that's incredible it was literally incredible um <laughs> we were one of the if we count us as a, a one and in, in you know like a, a unit um, we were one of the top three realtors in Wisconsin wow. for sales and volume. So, so were other real estate deal. agents just calling it quits or they're putting everything on hold or was it, you're talking about community-wide? Yeah. No, I mean, I think some of that happened. Um, some people were, you know, nobody knew the truth about anything that was happening, right? Everybody right. was trying to get the best information, but like... Right. We're all trying to figure it out. It's like fog know. of war, yeah. right? Like you never, you don't really know what's happening. Even if people are trying to be super honest with you, like you're just like, oh, should I do this or not? Is it mm -hmm. going to hurt me? Mm -hmm. And I, like they didn't know if like by going to their client's house they would hurt them, right? right? Like nope. And so I think some some folks were just trying to be uber cautious. They weren't they weren't in the position to be as motivated. Maybe. Right. Um, I think uh, there's probably a number of things. I think some people thought that. Um, real estate was going to kind of tank yeah. mm -hmm. and that they might want to kind of just hunker down and conserve their capital and and maybe do something all other. right you know like there's something that 2008 was going to happen or something. Yeah, yeah for sure and look I, I mean i can understand why like if anybody came to you and said look we're going to have this thing it's going to be called the pandemic the whole world's going to shut down for a while but by the way real estate's going to be awesome would you be like, <laughs> i would have been like that doesn't make sense come on let's tell you like the wisconsin yeah. bars are shutting down yeah and real estate's still going to be awesome yes. like no don't see it happening don't exactly. see it happening no and, well and there was a minute remember when we were um we didn't even know if we were going to be considered essential yeah oh that's right so, I mean, it's the essential you know, thing. we we had well, this is this is a funny story. So we we didn't know what, what our world was going to look like, mm -hmm. and so Gordon and I did a family run at Costco. Remember, mm -hmm. we bought yes. like five hundred dollars worth of food. Oh, nice! And we were you and everybody like, else, right? You guys better move in with us. We got to keep working. The apocalypse is coming. If they are not going to let us leave our house, you better come, and we're all going to be here. So Gordon and his wife and his two kids came and lived with Nick and I. Did they really? For one day. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we're good. <laughs> I think it lasted one day, and then they were like, "Well, this was fun," and they packed <laughs> it and they laughed. But 
you know, nobody really knew what was going to happen. Right. And then I think it was that day that they decided that we were essential and we were going to mm -hmm. be able to go to work. So they were like, okay, we'll be okay. So, you know, we we kept on keeping on. And our life did change, obviously. Everyone's did. We, we only hung out with a couple people. And, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't go and do things. We learned how to cook. We, you know, Gordon's a amazing barbecue chef he's traveled the circuit and oh, wow. has won a bunch of awards and accolades and like that came in handy when we yeah. couldn't go to restaurants <laughs> All right. um, and so we ha we ended up making the most of it yeah but along the way um, we just kept working and then in 2021 um, we kind of survived the year things seemed to be a little bit more normal we had a really good system mm -hmm. um, and we decided then that maybe it was time for us to change um, and make keep a little bit more of the money that we were making. All right. Um, we had a really hefty slip with the previous brokerage that we were with. Right. And um, we that's how we landed here. Gotcha. So okay. in 2021, we interviewed a bunch of places. We wanted to figure out um, where our next home was going to be um, that we could keep the level of professionalism <coughs> and all of the other things that our clients had set as expectations of working with us mm -hmm. and maybe even elevate that experience right. and be better and be rewarded for all the hard work we were doing. So that's how we came here. Um, so can you pause for a moment? Just for, story. So people that don't know, why, like you guys are successful, you're doing well with the place that you're at. Can you, or how does the real estate world work where you need a brokerage? Good question. Okay. Um, when you get your real estate license, you have to be a salesperson. Mm -hmm. You have to be um, someone that works for someone else for a brokerage mm -hmm. for the first two years or okay. 24 sales. Okay. Obviously, we had done that. So we could have gone and gotten our broker's license. However, we, again, I told you, we believe the power of a team right. is good. And so being in a place where maybe they already have the brand recognition, mm -hmm. <clears throat> what a broker provides is um, the brand, number one. Um, they also provide kind of like the security of errors and omissions insurance and uh, um, the, the oversight. The is overhead the, is the that goes with running the company. Okay. Both of us had had our own businesses for 20 years leading up to this. Neither one of us really wanted to start that again. <laughs> Sure. We didn't want to have people coming and work for us and employees and, you know, a business and overhead of an office and all of those things. So we really felt like it was a smart decision for us to put ourselves with someone that already had all those things. Gotcha. So we can just do what we're good at okay. and not have to worry about all of the... The other headaches. Headaches. So yeah, there's other, like the that. trinkety office stuff and right. all the paperwork insurance all that stuff so you guys can focus on real estate yeah and the transactions without having to deal with the other right the businessy stuff that nobody wants to deal with yeah but there is the freedom as a salesperson to move about brokerages as you okay as you choose and, so okay. that, i think that speaks to your question a little bit yeah so like you don't you're not required to work somewhere for okay. any particular so you're not fascinated to anyone for typically you're an independent contractor okay right so I think you have to be, right? Yeah, as a real exactly. estate agent. Yeah, correct so me if I'm wrong. Yep. You can be, yeah, you can be licensed, and yeah, but it, but if you're going to be out there doing the business that we're doing, yeah, yes. So, okay, as contractors, um, <clears throat> you know, we, I mean, we have a loyalty to the, to, to where we're with, but at mm -hmm. the same time, I mean, at that time it was, I mean, you couldn't help but look at the money and say, but I, we could have kept more of it. Sure. Uh, and but know this too, we're the we're also the type of people that. We made a proposal where we were. We didn't just say, "Look, we're we're gone. Thanks, right. we're out." Mm -hmm. You know, um, we gave them the opportunity to 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 match or or beat what we were offered elsewhere. Yeah. And, um, you know, that that didn't happen. So right. you know, we are where we are now. But um, but I think in the end, it's like no question from our perspective, it was a it was a better yeah a better it fit. Was meant to be. um, sure. Besides well, yeah. the financial aspect, I mentioned there's also a culture, yeah, or a character of a brokerage. <clears throat> I don't know very well, but I know there's dozens, if not maybe hundreds of brokerages. And even just from my, I don't just seeing, you can see like, okay, this is mm -hmm. how I would describe them versus how I would describe them. So is this a better fit? None of them. You, you, there's not another one in Madison that has this. None of them have a turret. This like is pretty funny looking on. Like you're sitting <laughs> like, they just don't have it, right? 
But this is the office is sort of what you see, but everything else is the same. All right. Like, right? The, all the, the systems, the parts that you don't see are there too. You all know right. I mean? Like, it's, I mean, it, it would be hard for you, not, it, having not even been a client, you know what I mean? But like, mm -hmm. I mean, the way we do things, like this is just kind of emblematic of the whole, the whole process and, and what you get when you deal with us. Gotcha. The thing that we liked about coming here is this is a local brokerage. Right, I was just going to ask you this about that. This isn't a okay. chain, this isn't a national, you know, it's not corporate. They can make decisions in-house. Mm -hmm. um, we get to be a part of something local. That was important to me. Mm -hmm. um, and Sprigman has a higher echelon. They're known for their luxury homes. They're okay. big living. They're... Um, better experience okay. than some of the other brokerages. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to make a change, we wanted it to be um, with one of the best. All right, nice, smart move, smart move. So the other brokers, or the other, I'm sorry, real estate agents, mm -hmm. are they cool? Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that we have learned over the course of our life is um, we don't like a lot of drama. <laughs> <laughs> The only drama I want is on The Bachelorette on TV. Oh, funny. I don't want it in my life. Shut it off when you're done right. and move on with your life. Right. right. And, and that's one thing that I think we really appreciated about being here is there's a good amount of people here, but everyone kind of keeps to their business. Mm -hmm. um, everyone is nice. Everyone is professional. Um, but we're not intermingling and we're not gossiping and we're not creating problems for All our right. co-workers nice. and for me the older I get that's just super important mm -hmm. um, I want to be able to you know go and do what I need to do and not have to worry about the little chitter chatter in the background <laughs> I bet especially I'm just laughing because I have employees too and sometimes you're just like ugh, <laughs> this is this shouldn't be a problem but it's a problem <clears throat> and I can imagine in the spa world Mm. That had to be 20 times what oh I Oh my with. good God. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> just like I've had enough drama for 10 lives, I don't need any more. I mean, everyone has seen the TV shows of the little salons, right? Um, and everybody's talking about everyone else and talking about their clients and gossip and gossip and gossip. Mm -hmm. And you, you kind of buy into that when you're around it. You know, it just right. it becomes like you know, what's the saying? Like you become the five people that you spend time with. Yeah. So if you're around a bunch of people, like it's, I'm very easily can get involved in that. Like, sure. yeah, can you believe it? Oh, what did she do? What did he do? And, and, <laughs> and so, another thing. but when I'm not around it, that's not me. All right. And so it's just better for me to be in a place where there's, there's less of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just much more successful when, on that. So yeah, 20 years, um, I really know what I want. Fair. <laughs> totally fair. But so, if you have any dirty secrets, you can still tell me. I don't. <laughs> None that I would... Yeah, lame ones. <laughs> so the... I guess as far as... You talked about rental property. You had mm -hmm. rental property before. Do you still have that in your back pocket? Oh, wow. Yeah. We've got a whole... So that's, that's really where our life mm -hmm. has come. Um, since 2021... Um, Wow. So both of us bought new homes. Okay. Um, I was able to kind of fulfill my dream of moving to the lake. Oh. And so that I could do boating and entertaining. And mm -hmm. um, we just, we love where we live nice. on Lake Kiganza. Okay. And that has been a dream for both of us. Um, so that's awesome. And a couple months before <clears throat> or a couple months after, you guys mm -hmm. bought a house yep. in a community that was... You know, kids-driven and good school district and um, good for them for neighbors and barbecue and, and all the awesome things. Gordon was able to travel a good bit and really get back out on the circuit, which is his passion mm -hmm. and his barbecue and um, won a bunch of awards. And we've, we've really turned our life into the vision that we had mm -hmm. more so. It doesn't mean we don't still work 24-7 when we have to. <laughs> right. um, but we've been able to focus a little bit more on the things that are important right. um, versus just always chasing a dollar. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, the other cool thing that we did, you share. With 
I mean, management. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That, that's really where, and that speaks directly to your question. So, um, <clears throat> the thing is, like, these businesses, when you're in real estate, especially when you come in as an investor, like, I can't turn that off. Like, that's really where I, I, where I come from, right? So, like, um, how do you how do you make all that work together? Because we have all these, really, these capabilities. Um, I mean, we're the preferred agents of the Madison Real Estate Investors Association. Um, we have a management company. We now have... Outside of the portfolio she was talking about, we had 158 apartment units wow. that, that the management company manages. Okay. Um, that we've just bought yeah. in the last two years. In the last two years, we've got four full-time employees, two part-time employees in that company. Um, wow. And then we have we also do uh, private money lending um, for people that want to you know usually fix and flip type deals, you know mm -hmm. six months short-term loans uh, to keep investors going and um, to help new investors as well. All right. Uh, so like we do kind of a one-stop shop like you know what we do here is part of it but what feeds what we do here is because we do so much we can do so many different things yeah right? and um, yeah and so like that's really the vision is like these things all work together mm -hmm. um, in my in my mind uh, this is this is one piece and it's and it's, it's a very important piece and it's, it's one thing that we do really really well okay um, but one of the things that we really are passionate about is helping people that want to buy investment property that are, are like you know I tried the market I tried you know, you know, crypto, whatever it is, and they're like, I just, you know, they're they're not experts at that. You know, arguably, no one is at times, right? Mm -hmm. And and we say, fine, like, like come to us with our, our open arms, like we will we will help you with real estate. Sure. And uh, there's been so many people that we've been able to help, really, just kind of build their future. And that's one thing that I've always been passionate about. Like these, a lot of these folks, they think that like, oh, I could never get into an apartment deal, right? I could never, like, like she talked about, like her first 90 units, whatever she. Like when she was in the spa, she probably never would have imagined that she could land there, but, right. but, but she did. And it's just a matter of knowing the right people because, I mean, you're getting <clears throat> security and returns that we're talking, you know, uh, you're talking like hedge fund level stuff right. that you can do locally, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's for the people that, like, those are the people we want to help. And um, that's one thing we're just very, uh, I think, you know, we, we focus on in addition to, you know, retail clients. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Our, our goal <clears throat> is to have enough um, a <clears throat> business of a life so that we can continue living the life that we've created that we enjoy mm -hmm. without having to constantly be chasing houses. Sure. Um, who knows what's going to happen, right? The, the market right now is saying, well, this real estate might be iffy in 2023. <laughs> we might be in for another recession. Sure. And, you know... Our mindset is to just put our head down and to just keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. You can't buy into the hype. You can't buy into the drama. Right. Um, you just have to stay focused. Um, it might be a good opportunity for us to buy more apartments this year. Mm -hmm. It might be a good opportunity for our investors to buy more um, houses to flip. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's super important, I think, and part of the whole entrepreneurial mindset is no matter what, find a creative way, right? Right. <laughs> Name of the game. Mm -hmm. So tell me, you raise an interesting point. When you're a real estate agent and you're looking at a property or you see a property and you see that it's a good deal, how do you not jump on every one of those? Like it's got to be just that you can't jump on every one of those, but there's probably this thing like, ah, it's yeah. a good deal. Well, for me, I, um, it's more, it, it really forces you to focus. Otherwise, you... I mean, you'll you'll buy anything that looks right, right? Mm -hmm. And that that isn't the same thing as having a business model. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, that, just like a good deal is a good deal, and there are different ways to like to sort of dispose of those or to, to like to make money off of those. You don't necessarily have to commit to them long term, but um, I, you know, for example, I mean, we 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 had two opportunities brought to us, and. Um, we, we ended up buying one, and then in light of everything else that we had going on, we said, you know what, this one should go to someone else, and it went to, it went to one of our clients. Got it. And so, um, it, it, could we have pulled that off? Yes. But like with everything we had going, we picked the one we liked better, and then gave somebody else an amazing deal on, on it, you know, and so I just, for us, that, it, like having a little bit of focus and sort of trying to stay within what you have going. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a lot of the lessons we probably learned earlier in life as business people where we would have done that other deal that we like, we've, we're, we're not, um, Chasing yeah, we're not objects. exactly. We're just doing what we <laughs> should be doing and, and at a pace in which we should be doing it. All right. Um, which to me is, 
I mean, you know, that sort of slow and steady approach seems to pay dividends more than being hyper aggressive with, right. as I was when I was younger. Sure. It does open doors, though, that we could pivot and make changes if we need to. Mm -hmm. Right. So like if the market did change <coughs> for the residential real estate, we could do some rehab because mm -hmm. Gordon has that as a skill mm -hmm. set. We could, you know, do some more property management for other people. Got so it. there are things that we could do, mm -hmm. but we've really found that our success and is staying in our lane. <laughs> all right, Focusing focus. on one thing, like all you right. said. But having all those skills makes us makes our business more resilient. When folks are running around like, oh my God, I might not sell a house this year. I'm like, mm -hmm. fine, I'll, I'll buy houses. I'll, right. I'll manage apartments. I'll, mm -hmm. like, we have all these, like they're in place. Adapt as needed. And Sure. Yeah. Cool, super cool. Well, I appreciate you guys being on the show. Thank you, it was I, fun. The last question that I have is just for someone that's interested in getting into the real estate world. Mm -hmm. There's probably some things that you learned. Is there any advice that you would have for them before they jump in head first? I think my personal advice is find a team. All Align right. yourself with someone else that's already doing this, that is successful, that has the systems in place um, that will help propel you because everyone thinks they can just go out and sell a couple houses, but it is a big deal. There is a huge learning curve. Mm -hmm. And for myself, coming from a different industry totally and shifting to right. real estate, Finding a good team that would help me with training and you know leads and all of the things real estate was pivotal in my success. All right, very cool. Yeah, I'd say I, finding a partner. <clears throat> finding a partner. <laughs> yeah, no, it's helpful. But I would say like let's let's approach it from the investing side. Mm -hmm. you, maybe because that that in my opinion is also getting into real estate. I think you totally. need, I think you need to get educated. Um, and, and you need to be passionate about it. You need to surround yourself with it. If you're driving, you should be listening to a podcast. If you're at home, you should be reading a book. Like it, it should feel that way to you. Otherwise, you're not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you should hand your money to somebody else and let them invest it into real estate for you. Right. So surround yourself with it. Get educated. You know, there's local programs where you can pay to be to learn and you know and be literally mentored by people that are successful. Mm -hmm. Do that because it's going to pay for it. Like the, the hard lessons, the expensive lessons are the ones where you lose money. And you didn't have to, like, like right? you know. So education's expensive, right? Yeah, yeah you're gonna get it either way, right? I mean, I, that's the one thing. I guess the thing I always I love is when <clears throat> quote when they say, you know, if you want to be successful, just figure out the price and pay it. And that <laughs> and that is like that. If, you, if she knows me and she knows that's what I do, whether it's barbecue, real estate, whatever it is, like that's that's what it is. The hard part is figuring out the price. All right, right, fair. And so that's that's what I would recommend. That's cool. That's cool. I love it. This has been Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. You can do us a huge favor, subscribe, give it the big old thumbs up, and of course comment below and let us know how your real estate journey is going or you hope that it goes, because you know, everybody's, everybody's <laughs> on their ladder somewhere. Um, my name is James Kateman and Authentic Business Adventures is brought to you by Calls on Call, offering call answering services to service businesses across the country on the web at callsoncall.com. And of course, the Bold Business Book, a book for the entrepreneur and all of us, available wherever fine books are sold. We'd like to thank you, our wonderful listeners, as well as our guests, Lori and Gordon. Lori and Gordon, where can people find you? Well, you can go to our website, lauriandgordon.com. That's the easy one. Is it really? <laughs> lauriandgordon.com, so L-O-R-I-A-N-D? Yep. Okay, G-O-R-D-O-N. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. All right. And um, happy yeah. to... Phone number, I don't know, do we do phone numbers? Phone number, absolutely. 608-888-1500. Uh, that's how you know they're serious, right? Yeah. Otherwise, they're just like, yeah, I'll text. send an email. You, can, <laughs> you can text, it's okay. <laughs> All right, very cool. Thank you so much for being on Thank the show. Thank you, it was awesome. This has been, let's see here, oh, what i got to say here, past episodes can be found morning, noon, and night, the podcast link, found at drawincustomers.com. Thank you for watching, we'll see you next week, I want you to stay awesome, and if you do nothing else, enjoy your business.